Our Passes to India, Chapter 21 Dismissing his regrets as inappropriate to the matter in hand, he accomplished the last section of the day by riding off to his new alleys. He was glad that he had broken with the club, for he would have picked up scraps of gossip there and reported them down in the city, and he was glad to be denied this opportunity. He would miss his billiards and occasional tennis and cracks with McBride, but really that was all. So light did he travel. At the entrance of the bazaars, a tiger made his horse shy. A youth dressed up as a tiger, the body stripped brown and yellow, a mask over the face. Maharam was working up. The city beat a good many drums, but seemed good-tempered. He was invited to inspect a small tazia, a flimsy and frivolous erection, more like a crinoline than the tomb of the grandson of the prophet. Dan to death at Karbila. Excited children were pasting colored papers over its ribs. The rest of the evening he spent with the Nawab Bahadur, Hamidullah, Mahmud Ali, and others of the Confederacy. The campaign was also working up. A telegram had been sent to the famous Amrit Rao and his acceptance received. Application for bail was to be renewed. It could not well be withheld now that Miss Quested was out of danger. The conference was serious and sensible, but marked by a group of itinerant musicians who were allowed to play in the compound. Each held a large earthware jug containing pebbles and jerked it up and down in time to a doleable chant. Distracted by the noise, he suggested their dismissal, but the Nawab Bahadur vetoed it. He said the musicians, who had walked many miles, might bring good luck. Late at night, he had an inclination to tell Professor Godbully of the tactical and moral error he had made in being rude to his slope and to hear what he would say. But the old fellow had gone to bed and slipped off unmolested to his new job in a day or two. He always did possess an, the knack of slipping off.